Hey there, <laughs> barely legal comedy podcast. Um, slight problem that was raised to us by uh, a person called L. Um, Just a single letter L. No, E double L E. All right, okay. L, as I now assume it's a lady. Mm. Um, probably. Is L not the name of the? You won't know. Legally blonde. Is she not called L? No, I don't know. I've yeah, exactly. I knew it. you wouldn't know. I knew you wouldn't know because it was good. Anyway, so she <laughs> po- she pointed out Reese Witherspoon. It's just fantastic. It's one of the best films. Yeah. It's a brilliant film. Is it genuinely good? Genuinely, like a perfect film. You know, like Shrek one. Yeah. Or Toy Story. Most of them are just like, even if you like them or not, you go. I can see that's that's Legally yeah, Blonde yeah. is perfect. All oh, right. Okay. Um. So Elle said, "Did you still listen to Monday or War?" And then. We changed it over on Twitter, so fine, it automatically did it, and there were plenty of warnings or whatever. And then they tried to find us on Instagram, because we mentioned Instagram. Yeah. If you search Barely Legal Comedy Podcast, it's blocked because of, uh, let's say, might contain images of CS something, child sexual images. And stuff. Child sexual exploitation, CSE, is that what it is? No, uh, it, it is. C-S-A-M. I got one in the search results may contain C-S-A-M and warnings around the legalities ah, of that. right. Okay. So uh, I changed our Instagram so we're now called Legal Comedy Podcast, <laughs> which sounds like, a, you know, like when they do a rip-off of like Thundercats. Yeah. Honk, yeah. honk. Yeah. And it's called like Bank <laughs> Felines or something like that. Uh, so... Anyway. Yeah, it's like the elderly version of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like, instead of shredded, they're like malted wheat squares or whatever, you know. So that was one little right, thing. Okay. That's one thing we've well, done wrong. Well, that's good, isn't it? They, they've raised it. So yes, that we've not so it's losing fixed. loads of... So people don't think that we're pornographers. You know <laughs> no. I mean? so. which, which was the kind of joke, wasn't it? But I never thought of the... I didn't think of it. I, I just didn't think it through, did I? Because no. it's a joke. It's a joke. And you just think... But it... algorithms don't have a sense of humour, do no, they? No, they you don't. I mean? So... You were in uh, court before, weren't you? Yes. Actually, uh, two hours ago, you were in court. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, how were you in there? Because I thought all oh, barristers were on strike, or is that not start till tomorrow? It's, well, it starts at the end of this week. Right. Uh, but, as I've had to explain to a few people... Yes. Um, I'm not a scab, I should point no, out. No, no. But, because I'm working in-house still, um, I, I'm not part of the strike because it's the Criminal Bar no. Association for barristers working out of chambers, basically. So um, I, I couldn't go on strike, you know, because I don't, I wouldn't have the sort of legal backing. No. <laughs> so you, you would just got. be skipping. Not coming to work <laughs> indefinitely now. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. As, that's like me not turning up at a gig on Friday because of the rail strike, isn't it? And yeah, say, yeah. I can't. I'm on strike. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm on the picket line. You, know <laughs> you exactly. don't drive a train or clean yeah. a train or work in a ticket office. Also, is it not just defence? I suppose, actually, most barristers would defend and prosecute, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, so it's the Criminal Bar Association that are, that are on strike. Yeah. Um, and, and of those, yes, there would be sort of... You might have some that do more defence work than others, but... You know, you, you can't. You, most will be prosecutors and also defence. Presumably, you'd be better at one. Maybe, maybe you're excellent. Not necessarily. And can do both. It's like, but yeah, it's like the, the procedures are, are the same and your skill set are the same. So I don't think it really. Well, I, I, I would think um, that you know that, that maybe work if, if you're 
a prosecutor and then you do defence work, you might think, this is easy. I just need, all I need to do is raise a reasonable doubt. Yeah, I don't need maybe. to prove, you know, the, the, the burden of proof is on my opponent. Or maybe you'd be like, oh my God, where's all these vast resources behind me supporting <laughs> me? Because <laughs> well, you've not got the police and the CPS and you've not got... Exactly. And then, but then I think when you're prosecuted, you probably might think, where are, where are these vast this? resources <laughs> behind me? Because, you know, it often doesn't quite pan out like that. Do you know what I've done again, yet again, is um, I was basing my legal opinion on Rumpel, who only yeah. defends, I think once he ends up prosecuting, Does by he? accident. Because uh, he's by def- accident? I think he's defending someone. No, no, what happens is in one of the um, stories, he has to prosecute and ends up getting them acquitted, right. getting the person acquitted. I yeah. think he's against Claude Erskine Brown as ever, or someone like that. Um, so what were you doing in court? What kind of so, case was it? So Proceeds I, of crime you normally do. I, I, I ended up, well, here's the thing. I was there to do a sexual risk order, okay? Right. Um, and not the full trial, but a case management hearing for this particular case. And then whilst I was there it panned out that there was also some proceeds of crime stuff that needed doing as well that had been put in the list at the last minute. Is there a proceeds of crime specialist in the house? No, no, yes, I am a proceeds (laughs) of crime specialist, you know. (laughs) But, so, anyway, yeah, so so I ended up sort of doing quite a few different things, which is why I was there all day. So when you did the proceeds of crime, one, when did you get the brief, when did you get the bundle for that? Um, Just while you were there? While I was at court, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how much prep time did you have? Uh, about, like, well, like a minute, you know? Like, <laughs> really? So, so I got it, but then I had to do my other case to do as well. So I had a look at it over lunch. Right. Um, and then we were in court. and yeah. So, so when you got it, was that at, like, say, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock? So, yeah, I got it at, like, at about quarter to 10. Right. But I and then I you went... the case to deal with. Right. So I was dealing with that. And then um, it turned out that this... Uh, Pocker matter was contested, right? Um, so we had to get the solicitor who was at a different course. He had to come across, you know. It was all yeah thingy. So I ended up sorting it out because I'm dead good. You know what I mean? And it but was you like, didn't like literally just go, can anyone? And you just went, well, give me that. No, no, so no, you yeah. still had two hours really, said, or an hour. Well, no, but yeah, I, I, yeah, but, over uh, your dinner. You said yeah, you on your yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. So, but I didn't, I didn't have like lots and lots of time. I didn't know about it. Until yeah, I don't it's yeah. not as impressive as I thought. No, no, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I mean, like, you, you wouldn't sort of, you wouldn't just go in with zero time to, to think. You, you would say, would. I've only just been given this. Can, can we stand the matter down while I go and take right. some instructions? So, but it, it was very much like an on-your-feet sort of job. As points were being raised, I was having to take instructions from the f- investigator. Wow. Like, basically live, and then you know process that information and turn that into sort of representation objection yeah yeah did you do you ever say that no no i do occasionally stand up when someone's you know asking leading questions when they should you know (laughs) but i don't you don't i don't shout objection (laughs) i have to sort of say i i I would request that my learned friend stop do oh sometimes you can just whisper it to him stop leading him you know that sort of really yeah yeah just to yeah, don't don't make me stand up. You would have to stand up. Oh, it still sounds quite exciting. Also, another uh, tweet I saw today on legal Twitter was about the canteens in the courts. All um, right, because it said as they're going on strike, uh, I can't remember who 
said this point, but they said, look, if the canteens will not be making any money. And they're often like, I don't know the right word, but often like independent people who go in and probably rent the space. Yeah, they're sort of like, yeah, they're, they're external caterers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not, you know, HMCTS catering no. services. Yeah. So yeah. they said they'll probably still be open if you're on the picket line or right. they'll probably so still be open. So go in do go them. in and support them because you really need them when you're back. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing about the strike, isn't it? Is that actually, if you think about it, when, you know, it's, it's not an easy, an easy decision to go on strike because you're not going to get paid. No. Nope. Um, and also, like with this, there's already a massive backlog of, backlog of work, yeah, which like, is part of what the strike's about. Yes. And, you know, when the, you know, imagine the dread of going back. If this, lasts, if this rumbles on for any period of time, yeah. imagine how much work they're going to have to do to sort of pick up the pieces. I think there's something like a, almost, a, in certain cases, there's a four-year delay, isn't yeah. there, currently? Yeah, well, e so, even even in the magistrates court, which is like meant to be the quicker sort of things, mm. like summarily, you know, summary justice, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, e even there, you're now looking at sort of you know for a morning's trial hearing. So it's like it was need a two hour window to do to try this one sort of small issue. You you're looking at sort of four to six months, you know, yeah. to get a date for that. So if you if you extrapolate from that. You know that you need. Oh, we need a, a three-week trial window in the Crown Court. Then yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 the system as as has been said for a lot. You know, a number of years now that the system is collapsing. It's at the point where you know this is like with nine eleven. Tower two is now collapsing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, it's it's very very obvious what's happening now. Um, but interestingly, the public don't seem to care that much still. Well, I don't think the public know because it's I don't not think really in the papers much. Exactly. My, so basically, with me having some sort of... I did a law degree. I was the worst student ever. I've got no qualifications really whatsoever. But a lot of my friends are solicitors and I know they work really hard and I know they are good. Yeah. Um, so even with my bias of thinking that the law is not all bad, when yeah. people talk about legal fat cats and barristers who earn a million pounds, how dare they go on strike? You can yeah. see how anybody who doesn't oh, it yeah, would just exactly. totally believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. most people's yeah. dealings, if you if you've got divorced, whether the solicitor was a good solicitor or a bad solicitor, you still know you were paying them two or three hundred pounds an hour. And, and you assume that all goes to that solicitor. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that lawyer. You know, Thirty and, quid a phone and call. I, I know that the general public sort of assume that. Like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, you need some more money. You'll have to fire one of your pastry chefs or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like, they think that everyone, that's the life that they lead. You know, and it's, and some barristers, and, and some lawyers, I mean, some solicitors will earn a lot more than, than barristers do, to be fair. Do, do earn that kind of money, but this is expressly where the criminal bar and criminal barristers earn next to nothing for the first few years. So one of the issues that you've got is actually, it's not necessarily about, it's all relative as well. It's like you can, you, there's no point comparing. This is one thing that they do when we you know when people are trying to undermine members yeah. of the government and the right wing press trying to undermine um, anyone on strike. They always pick different jobs that they know have public sympathy, like nurses. Yes. And say, why should you get this when nurses only get twenty seven thousand pound a year or what or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Like and 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 it's like well that's not you're not comparing that's not a fair comparator. No. Like so for example. The issue with with the criminal with the criminal bar association is that if you want people to come into this profession, it costs a lot of money to get qualified as a barrister, yeah, and takes a long a lot of time as well. And it's I was of, reading from somebody who just qualified hundred thousand pounds of debt they were now in. Yeah, so a lot of that, like thirty thousand of that, would be your degree, 
and yeah. then another 20. So 50,000 of that is university fees yeah. straight off the bat. And then you've got to live for five, six years. And then they're expected to earn about 12 or 13,000 pounds in the first couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Of doing it. Yeah. Which so, if you're in London, I mean, your rent's probably 2,000. Yeah. If you were on your own. So you're living in a one bed, one room in like a six bed house. Yeah. So, so, so how are you going to get people to come in and do that job? Well, basically. no, how would you, so for instance, me th- or you 30 years ago couldn't afford to do that. No. So no, then, exactly. Yeah. But like Chumley, Harriet von Wilhelm the third. Yeah. I don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so she can do afford to do it. But then, so how can she then deal with some kid from Salford who's alleged to have beaten somebody exactly. up? Exactly. If, if you want diversity at the bar and all that sort of <coughs> yeah. thing, you, you need to make it attractive. And basically, if, if, you, if you're charging people that amount of money to get qualified in it, and then they're, they're not going to be able to pay that back for five years, you know, or even start paying it back for five years, it's, it's, you, 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 people are going to leave. People have been leaving the criminal yeah. bar in droves. And, and it, you know, so it, it's, that is the issue, you know what I mean? It's not about we all want to be richer. Like we're already rich, we want to be richer. It's actually that there are people, and then the, the number of hours that you work, there are people basically earning less than minimum wage. Yeah. You know, like you, you get a set fee. <clears throat> So if you go, you know, I think I've mentioned this before, I remember talking to a, a, a guy a few years ago and he said that basically that week he'd been in Carlisle the day before um, for a sentencing uh, that he got paid like 90 quid for to go to Carlisle and back. Like you wouldn't do a gig in Carlisle for that kind of money. No, you although I, mean? I did Sheffield Ruffle <laughs> <laughs> this week because I didn't have anything. So that's essentially a two-hour round trip for zip, three hours actually for zero cash. Yeah, yeah. And and but then the next day he was going to do a case management hearing in Exeter. Oh God, Exeter! Uh, think about how far away so Exeter far. is. So basically, you get to Bristol and you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Manchester. And you, oh, so you're God. not. He was basically not earning. He was no. losing money doing that. You know what I mean? Where's so, he from, this barrister? Uh, Manchester. He was based right, in Manchester. So Carlisle's a four-hour round trip. Exeter is about a 10 or 11-hour yeah. round trip. Yeah. To do a half-hour hearing yeah. that he's going to get paid 75 quid for. Yeah, and you can't try nowadays even getting um, one of them little IBCs. They don't exist, the 40, 50 no, quid rooms. Exactly. Yeah. Post-Brexit, especially somewhere like Exeter, where you're like a gateway to Cornwall. Yeah. So so it's things like that. You know what I mean? It's just It's just... Yeah, so that's that's why they're on strike. But I'm not on strike because I say so. I was in court today, you know, so <laughs> it was it was fine. So I was doing like so. I said, yeah, I did a sexual risk order, and then I did this this pocker, and then a few other things, what have you. But while I was there, it was interesting. One of the officers that was there mentioned to me officers of the court. As in, no, one of the police, one of the bobbies that was there. Really, um, just sort of said in passing. Oh, did you hear about? Do it in a f- policeman's voice, please. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I've, been, oh, I've, been, I've just been listening to um, Alain Dayton's spy book, so police officers all sound <laughs> very more Germanic and sinister because <laughs> they're all under Stasi. But uh, yeah, we, but he was talking about. Um, he said, "Did you hear about the Hesham gas explosion case?" And the, well, the chaps pleaded guilty. Said this to you? Yeah, I don't believe you. Why? I work. I work I for believe. the police. Why? Why? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Why were the police officer? I wasn't. Was it just a Bobby, or was it like a DI or something? It was. Yeah, no. It was. It was the. It was the person doing the pocket case. It was. So it was my client, basically. How so, how high up was he in the police force? Was he like a touch of frost or Morse, 
Or was no, he... no, no. It was just it like was one of the like... ones in the end credits of the bill. Yeah, yeah, just one of the... in a uniform. No, 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 no. It was it was a financial Detective. investigator. Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe he said this to you. <laughs> why would you? Why would he I not say this to you? Police people would have it just a general Bobby would have. Oh, excuse me, sir. Did you hear about the? Uh, no, they're not stopping me. Just in the street randomly. Are they? <laughs> like, we were talking in. <laughs> right. We were talking over lunch, and and she mentioned about. Oh, it's this... a lady. Oh, okay, it's yeah. a lady then. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I can't believe. I, well, I don't see that. What's what your? Because I'd imagine she'd be more intelligent than like an average, Bobby on the street. Right. Okay. So, 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 so you think an average Bob on the street wouldn't have been able to have... Wouldn't I just don't know. think they'd ever bring that up. Right. <laughs> but I, as it's a woman, now I do. <laughs> I believe she would. <laughs> I can't work out who's confused here, me or you, but anyway. You. Right. So anyway, it was raised about this case. This, and so I don't remember... Give us a bit more detail about this WPC. No. How old is she? Oh, like 50, somewhere like that. <laughs> and she's only a WPC at 50. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Where's she not been promoted? Bad attitude. Sexism. Don't play by the rules. Maybe she was, <laughs> Maybe she was. a detective she's and she's been busted down. down. <laughs> yes. This is more like it. Right. So she said. Yeah. So she said about this case. Yeah. It was, um, I don't even remember. It was about a year ago. I've got the details of it up in front of me now. Right. Okay. Um, about a year ago. So May 2021. There was a gas explosion in Hesham near Morecambe in Hesham. Yeah. Um, in which is that the, how you say it? Hesham? He, I think so. Yeah. Hesham. Hesham. I don't know. I'm in anyway. Morecambe on Friday. Oh, yeah. I'll ask anyway. someone. Ask them. Ask the audience. I'll probably like ask. I'll stop a police woman on the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, she, excuse me. Can you tell me where this gig in Morecambe is? Yes. And uh, coincidentally, <laughs> did you ever hear about the uh, case of a... <laughs> So it's an actual, so it's an actual case, it's, it's, and it's it's a sad case in that a toddler was killed in this gas oh, explosion. Two-year-old toddler. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... well, two years and ten months. Right. Um, and died. it was only last year or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was last year, um, and there's we. I, can, I have to be sort of um, a, a little bit guarded. We want to say because there is an ongoing trial to do with this. Because so there are four suspects, but one of them has pleaded guilty. Um, to manslaughter, basically. Right. So, what I saw, so it was a chap called um, Darren Greenham, who was a 44-year-old man right. uh, from, uh, from the area, uh, pleaded guilty to uh, manslaughter and theft offences, basically. And he's been remanded into custody, he's going to be sentenced at a later date. Um, so, what I, what I thought we could discuss is, like, the actual crime that he's been convicted of, that he's pleaded guilty to, because... Obviously, this child's died in what would, what would initially have been thought of as just being an accident because gas explosions happen, and yeah. yet there's manslaughter involved. So what it is, it's involuntary, so it's unlawful act manslaughter, that's what it is. So what, what do you think, do you know about that? Can you remember about that? That's one of the things that you study <laughs> Kind of uni. bollocks is remember, but I'd guess unlawful <laughs> act. So, for instance, if you were stealing something, uh, say you were stealing a car and... Mm. Or say you were stealing a forklift truck and it crashed. Or say you were stealing, in this case, gas explosion, gas, and a massive explosion. So you're doing an unlawful act, which is one thing, and then it leads to manslaughter. That would be it. That's yeah, yeah. So, so obviously there's a difference between... So manslaughter is one of the homicide offences, because obviously the, the top one is murder. Yep. 
Um, and obviously murder is, is where someone's been killed unlawfully and the intention was to kill or cause grievous bodily harm. Yep. If this is your first one, by the way, the last five or six are all about murder and manslaughter. Yeah. So go back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So manslaughter is, is then obviously is, is a step down from there with recklessness involved and, yeah. and, and so on. So involuntary manslaughter or unlawful act of manslaughter is where there is an unlawful killing but without an intention to kill or cause grievous bodily harm. Um, and then unlawful act is like where the... So it's a, it's a common law offence like murder is and it's basically the offence is made out if it's proved that the accused intentionally did an unlawful act, unlawful and dangerous act, so we'll right. talk about that, from which death inadvertently resulted. Right. So it's not like we've done a couple of cases where someone, it's sort of similar to where the intention was to frighten someone. Yep. You know what I mean? And the act itself is dangerous and there's a but consequence. But that's not unlawful, is but it? To frighten someone No, no, but it depends on what you do, because that was the that was all yeah. about intention and, and so on. Whereas so so this so the first point we're going to talk about is dangerousness. So the act itself has got to be dangerous. So you could do an unlawful act that isn't dangerous, yet nevertheless causes someone to inadvertently be killed. Hmm. Um, now, you know, and because it, and it's all about the difference between what is therefore clearly accidental and unforeseeable, and and you know, and what is dangerous. So dangerousness is an objective test, basically. So the only, you know, so so there's not like a prescriptive. There's not like a an exhaustive you know, a finite list of offences that would, you know, fall under this ambit. It's just whether or not, objectively, an unlawful act is dangerous, and that may well depend on the circumstances. So, like, theft, for example, wouldn't ordinarily be dangerous. No. Nope. You wouldn't think. Yet, theft of gas, yeah. because you're messing with gas, would. You know what I mean? So, it's all about the actual sort of act itself. And it's an objective test, so it's not, it's not whether or not the person doing it appreciated it was dangerous. It's whether or not it's, it is it's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the classic sort of, um, you know, reasonable person in the sober and reasonable people would recognise the danger. So in this particular case, we know that he cut a gas pipe, this guy. Right. And, and the theft of the clinic trying to steal gas yeah. from next door. And there are a couple of famous cases where that happens. I can't remember. What's the one where the guy's trying to steal money from the meter and noxious gases... You know, and then gas escapes from there uh, and poisons yeah, because this, the mother-in-law. That, yeah, yeah. That, I remember that from 30 years ago. So, the case that neither of us could remember was the Crown in Cunningham from 1957, uh, in which the defendant removed a gas meter from an empty house to steal some cash. Uh, this caused a gas leak and the gas seat next door and the victim from next door became ill. Uh, interestingly, uh, as it wasn't a fatal assault, the test that Chris mentioned earlier as about being an objective test uh, is not an objective test if uh, the victim doesn't die. It becomes a subjective test. Um, yeah, so, so basically the, the, it's, a, it's the classic objective test of whether, you know, would all sober and reasonable people recognise um, its danger. So it's, that's a question for the jury. So the jury has to decide whether or not D's unlawful act exposed V to the risk of some harm. And this is the issue. It doesn't necessarily have to be harm of the type that, that occurred. So it, it's just that whether or not there was some harm likely to be there. So it may well be that the, the, the risk of harm is minimal, it's like, as in it's, like, it's likely to be minimal harm, and yet the effects of it was, was much greater than that would have, than would have been appreciated, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, with gas, I think gas is like the perfect example in it. 
Because yeah. maybe you might think, look, there'll be 30 seconds where until I switch this pipe over and just hold your breath and then instead, boom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, so the act doesn't have to be directed at a person either. You know what I mean? So, you know, in, in this case, it, it's Was clearly... Was it the neighbour in this case? Yeah. So it's clearly an intention is to, is, you know, when in doing what he did, he's intending to steal the gas, you know what I mean? Or, or to divert it, you know, abstract the gas, which is something you hear about people doing. Maybe, and this is an interesting thing, maybe people will be doing more of it in the yes. near future. I'm pretty sure they will. As, you know, costs of, of, of you know energy prices and, and whatever you go, go up so much. So, you know, it's interesting that, you know, socioeconomic conditions might lead to um, more of these sorts of accidents. Well, it's seen lots of, like, rising damp style sitcoms and it's the electric meter. And they'll have, like, a coin that or, like, something that goes down and clicks the meter to go on as if a coin's gone in. Yeah. <laughs> but the coin hasn't. Or else they've taken the catcher away at the bottom to catch all the coins. So they put the coin in and just catch it and redo it. Yeah, because it's been it's something that's happened in the past. Now we're harking back to the past all the time. It's like <laughs> back to the good old days of having to steal fuel because <laughs> you can't afford. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And it's like so the it, it's yeah. It, it, and this is the point: is that you know the the intention there wasn't to cause any harm, and yet a reasonable person, like you know, you, yeah, if, you ask, if you ask anyone, you think there's a clear risk here that that you may well sort of cause an explosion, which, you know, it's a small terrace, you know, it's, it's a terrace house, you know, terrace street. Therefore, you're not only putting yourself at risk, but you're putting people yeah. next door at risk as well. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, you know, it, it is, and it's all about, you know, like, and there's, there has to be causation as well. This is the one thing that students always forget to talk about is causation. So basically, once you've proven that there has been an unlawful act and that the unlawful act was objectively dangerous, you have to show that the act itself did cause the death. So yeah. in this case, that's quite easy to establish because it's a gas explosion, you know what I mean? But there may well be cases where that's not quite the case. If, you know, and if you remember about causation uh, from all those years ago, yeah, the there might be some sort of like... Link, chain. There's like a causal chain, chain yeah. of events, but there could be something that, that you know, breaks effectively the, breaks yes, that chain as an intervening act. So like the, the classic example is of you know, someone getting bad medical care. And it's like, yes. actually, would bad medical care be an intervening act that was so great that the cause of death was actually the bad medical care and not the stab wound for it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, oh, no, that wouldn't be the case, but it, it could be if something extra was done and someone was given... So, for example, if someone was given the wrong drug, you know, or, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And, and that was what caused the death and not the original wound, you know? So it's, it's that sort of thing. Um, now, this particular case, like I said, because it's been a gas explosion, it's really easy to make that link. You know, the gas exp the explosion happened, and unfortunately, the, the child was killed in, in the explosion. Um, and there's... So so you ha so there's quite a lot to prove here, though, if you think about it. So you have to prove, effectively, a, a whole set of different offences and this causal link as well. And obviously, in this case, he's... This guy has, has admitted it and, and has, has accepted and pleaded guilty. And yet there was other So what's people, he pleaded guilty to? He pleaded guilty to, to the manslaughter <coughs> and wow. also theft. Now, there are co-accused who haven't pleaded guilty. So mm. obviously we don't, I won't speak about those because they're, they're going to go to trial unless they change their plea at some point. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was an interesting area to, to look at. Um, and, and it just shows what you have to do. Is, uh, and this is why... You know, you mentioned before about sort of defence and, and, and... So the prosecution here have to show, 
I have to show, I have to prove quite a lot of different uh, different things. The, you know, if you imagine that, I can't remember the, like, the, the forensic evidence, there's been a massive explosion, so they'll have to sort of link yeah. that back and show who did what and, and so on and so forth. So it may well be that the other people have said he's pleaded guilty to it. Maybe it was just him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who did the, the dangerous stuff. And what they did wasn't dangerous. And they're, they're effectively pleading not guilty to the manslaughter, but maybe they'll end up being convicted of the theft. You know, it doesn't necessarily follow that the what they did caused the you know the causation point might be what they um what they're going not guilty on. Um so so yeah. But it's interesting, like so like if you if you think about the case of like unlawful supply of drugs, right? Just as a little side issue from unlawful Right, okay. Yeah, so it's a you, bad batch. What if you sell some yeah. yeah, exactly. Something. So basically no unlawful act for the purposes of, of unlawful act manslaughter occurs where a person only supplies drugs or materials to another, who then in turn administers the drug to himself and dies. So this is the case even where a person assists another to take the drug by performing preparatory acts such as applying a tourniquet or preparing a syringe for injection. So it's still the other person who's done it. Now, wow. the House of Lords, considering the point, stated that the... I'm reading, and this is from the CPS's website, which is a really good source of information, I should point out. Um, states that the criminal law generally assumed the existence of free will and subject to certain exceptions, informed adults of sound mind were treated as autonomous beings, able to make their own decisions and how to act. Um, so, and there was a case of, of the Crown and Kennedy, where Kennedy supplied the drug to B, who was the victim, who then had a choice, knowing the facts, whether to inject himself or not. So that's interesting. So the unlawful that act, is... because it, it's almost like you, they don't want to um, absolve drug takers you know there's a real issue in this country like from a moral perspective someone chooses to take drugs someone sells them those drugs you're, you're taking this you know it's like your own risk that you're taking it yeah right? yeah the saying there and i think I, I sort of agree with that to some degree yet really like the people that are the whole market is is you know i, I think it's interesting that you can't just absolve someone from from the blame well, now if it was a you know, if he's deliberately missold him something that turned out to be poison, that'd be different. I'd try that this paracetamol like... with a picture of a dove on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I would feel a lot better. Yeah, for eight hours. Oh no, I'm dead. So that seems. So if I was a drug dealer and I knew that, so the person I bought the drugs off said, I would say I want some cocaine and they went oh I can't sell it yet it's a really bad batch some of these reports of people dying off this and I was like well sell it me cheaper then and I'll still sell it on so I knew that I was selling yeah. a bad batch yeah. I would still um as long as I didn't tell anyone that well how would they prove I knew yeah. I'm just trying to think so so if I if I pretended I didn't know I'd get away with it and just be done for selling drugs yeah. not manslaughter yeah despite yeah. people dying yeah. And then what would happen if somehow it came out that I did know? That must be more like supplying poison rather than yeah, drugs. Yeah, that must be, a, yeah, sort of if you've been misleading. So it probably wouldn't be under unlawful act, even though it was an no, unlawful it'd be a act. Different, it'd, it'd be a different, different level of manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it, it's an interesting little it is. caveat that in it all, you know, because, you know, it, it's if, you know, if, if it can be proven that, you know, if we accept that the reason that drugs are illegal is because they're dangerous and cause harm, therefore supplying them is an unlawful act, which isn't in itself inherently dangerous because the reason that these drugs are illegal is because they are dangerous in the eyes of the mm -hmm. law. 
Um, therefore, all the elements are made out, and yet there is case law that says, actually, no, that's not what it is. There is, effectively, th there's no causation there, is what they're saying, is that, yeah, you've given this person the drugs, but ultimately that person administers it to themselves. Still took it, yeah. And that is the intervening act that yes. cause, causes the death. Yeah. Is that that? I think that's that, isn't it? Yeah, that's that. I just wanted to raise that as it, I thought it was, because it, it was brought up in conversation today. Yes. Um, I thought I'd just, uh, just sort of like, just touch on that whole area um, of law and how you can be convicted of manslaughter without, lots of people think manslaughter is, effectively you have a fight, someone falls over, and you know, and it goes a bit far, and there's there's violence involved in it, but not necessarily. You know, this was literally theft yeah. that led to an explosion that caused death, um, and that's the and, and that is the chain of of, of events. Um, and then, so therefore, the death has been caused by this unlawful act, which was objectively dangerous, on the basis that anyone in their right mind would know that messing about with gas is a dangerous thing to do potentially. Yeah, 